Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and looking ahead to Marvel Phase 4, one major character who appears to have trouble fitting into any of this is Big Brucey. After Endgame, what the hell is Hulk supposed to do now? Maybe this is Mark Ruffalo's punishment for being such a huge spoiler. Wait till you see this next one. Everybody dies. Do, 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 do. Not everybody. The fact remains that Ruffalo still has one movie left on his six-picture contract, and the MCU has gotta want to feature the guy in some way, considering all their other big timers are dusting like 50% of the flies. Really, it's just a question of how. But then. Then at D23, Kevin Feige announced She-Hulk is coming to Disney Plus sometime in the next few years, probably 2022 or later. So does that tell us where Hulk is going? Well, maybe, but Hulk and She-Hulk aren't really known for appearing in Marvel comics together that much. Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters have really distinct appeals and separate adventures, separate team-ups. But it is safe to assume that their MCU destinies will be linked in some way. So I'm gonna break down what Marvel might in store for the Hulk and She-Hulk, and I'm gonna try to do it all before Ruffalo accidentally blurts it all out in an interview. Spoiler warning in case I'm right. And thanks to privacy.com, for sponsoring this episode. More details later on how they can help you protect your online spending. Okay, so when we last saw Hulk in Avengers Endgame, he had evolved into his Professor Hulk state, the mind of Bruce Banner fused with the body of the Hulk. For years, I've been treating the Hulk like he's some kind of disease, something to get rid of. But then I start looking at him as the cure. 18 months in a gamma lab. I put the brains and the brawn together. And now look at me. Best of both worlds. And I had to cut away from that clip before the Russo's nephew stares into the camera. <laughs> it's actually that gamma radiation that led Hulk to step forward to wield Stark's Infinity Gauntlet and snap everyone back, but seriously wounding his arm in the process so that it remained in the sling in the final scene of the film. Co-director Joe Russo confirmed that this wound is permanent, saying he's lost an arm, he's damaged himself. I don't know, it's interesting. That's permanent damage. The same way that it was permanent damage with Thanos. It's irreversible damage. His arm, if you noticed, is a lot skinnier, it's blackened, so he loses a lot of strength there. And Russo went on to say, maybe someone helps him repair that, maybe someone gives him a new arm. I have no idea where that character goes from here. The nice thing is, we didn't have to pay attention to where it goes after this, we just tried to tell a satisfying ending. So the Russos may not have thought it all out, but they essentially gave the Hulk the best character trait ever, an unhealable wound. From Avengers in 2012 through Endgame, Hulk's arc was a gradual evolution of humanity and balance between the split identities. With each movie, Hulk became less of a rage monster and more of a humanistic man-child, until finally, in Endgame, he simply becomes Big Green Ruffalo, arc complete. But now, with a permanent wound, there are all kinds of places his story can go. Tony Stark didn't become Iron Man until he got a hole in his chest. Bucky Barnes is constantly losing an arm, Thor his eye. Banner could try to replace his arm with a cybernetic prosthetic, which could lead him to Wakanda, where Shuri forged a vibranium arm for Bucky. That could suggest a Hulk appearance in the upcoming Black Panther 2. There are also all kinds of remedies across the galaxy. Rocket had a spare eyeball for Thor, and Captain Marvel referred to Xorian elixirs in Endgame suggesting Hulk might again leave Earth and join up with the Guardians of the Galaxy in their third film, or again with Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. Now, of course, Banner might also try to repair his arm by examining his unique gamma irradiated blood and tissue. This could actually be a way Marvel introduces She-Hulk because Banner's new balance with his Hulk form is actually one of the most well-known aspects of She-Hulk's character. I'm actually gonna explain everything you need to know about She-Hulk, but before we continue, thank you to Privacy.com for sponsoring this episode. Privacy.com is a free service that lets you buy things online using virtual cards instead of your real credit card info, protecting yourself on the internet. It's essentially like a digital burner card with limits that you control. And it's great. You don't have to worry about shady vendors using your card info to buy like 20 Hulk hands for themselves. What do you need that many Hulk hands for? Actually, you know what? I don't need to know the answer to that. I already know. But also, privacy.com lets you avoid having to hand over the keys to your finances every time you sign up for a subscription to something, which you know, they're just waiting to sting you before you have a chance to cancel it. So for example, I have set up an account with privacy and I've linked my bank 
account and created a card specifically for my monthly Netflix subscription payment. For this virtual card, I'm setting the limit to just above my normal monthly subscription rate, so that way, if someone tries to use this privacy card number again or overcharge it, privacy will notify you that they blocked it because the spending limit was already reached. See, it's simple, it's fast, just one click. And again, it's free. And it's a special deal for you folks. First-time customers who sign up with privacy.com slash new rockstars will get $5 off their first purchase with privacy.com. So go to privacy.com slash new rockstars. Again, that's P-R-I-V-A-C-Y dot com slash N-E-W-R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-S to get $5 off your first purchase now. Okay, so a bit of background on She-Hulk. She is Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner's cousin, a lawyer who gets shot by criminals, loses a lot of blood. Bruce gives her a transfusion with his gamma irradiated blood. And when the criminals come back to try to finish the job, Jennifer's anger transforms her into She-Hulk. But in later issues, she gets a blood disease and a serum from Morbius the Living Vampire allows her to control when she can transform back and forth between Jennifer and She-Hulk. And throughout her comic appearances, she tends to just stay in She-Hulk form, continuing to practice law, kick ass, and break the fourth wall on occasion to satirize comics as a whole. Now, Marvel in the past has had limited options for how to feature Hulk in movies because technically Universal seems to own the distribution rights to any movie with Hulk in the title. The same I assumed was true for She-Hulk, but maybe they worked out a deal now that she's gonna be on Disney+. Plus. But let's assume that Hulk's next movie appearance embraces his dead arm, like a Thor Love and Thunder. He could fight alongside Thor, Valkyrie, Korg, and Meek as his rotting flesh is dragging along and decaying. Maybe rigor mortis spasms to accidentally punch Thor out of frame again. But the theme of Thor Love and Thunder, from what I can tell, will be about how to balance power dynamics when love and illness enter the equation. Like in the Mighty Thor comic storyline that Taika Waititi is adapting, Jane Foster powers up into Lady Thor to escape from her cancer, which unfortunately resets her chemo with each power up. My theory is that Thor will actually hand over his power to Jane as a way to help cure her. And perhaps Banner will witness this and be inspired to use his own superpowers for healing purposes. And based on his own research into his own blood, maybe he'll offer a transfusion to Jennifer Walters. The timing would work out since Thor Love and Thunder won't come until November 2021, and She-Hulk must be coming to Disney Plus sometime after that, and this would draw a logical progression from Hulk's state after Endgame through a natural reunion with Thor that we're all dying to see, to his connection with She-Hulk's origin in the Marvel comics, and this would set up She-Hulk not as a replacement of Hulk in the MCU, but as a colleague. Because, like Thor, there doesn't have to be just one of each title, and characters don't have to be depowered so that other characters can be powerful. And while Bruce Banner could live on as the MCU's thickest-fingered physicist, Jennifer Walters can represent everyone in court. In the comics, She-Hulk joins the Heroes for Hire, and later on she provides legal assistance to superheroes seeking to avoid registration during the Civil War era. Along with Matt Murdock, she's Marvel's sharpest attorney. So while She-Hulk seems to be a no-brainer leader for a future A-Force lineup, like the one posed by that shot in Endgame, she could also be the ideal way to reboot Marvel's lawyers like Daredevil in the MCU. And Marvel is gonna need all the lawyers it can if it wants to get back Spider-Man. I don't feel so good. How do you want the MCU to feature Hulk and She-Hulk in the future? Comment down below with your thoughts. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EAVoss and subscribe to New Rockstars for more breakdowns of everything Marvel. Thank you for joining me and let's just hope Feige's She-Hulk plan is to not just put Mark Ruffalo in a wig. It probably wouldn't go over well.